Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. gentlemen and welcome to getting it out podcast that was bad blood from buffalo new york the song apology denied and it's off of their new ep the bad kind decides which will drop march 31st on flat spot records these guys like i said are based out of buffalo and the voice you heard there i know you know it i know it's familiar too that's of course scott vogel from terror buried alive every other band on earth and uh this is a new one this is a different band it's another straight up hardcore band with scott at the front uh this time it features members of violent way and exhibition and uh, they live so it's a good combination of buffalo hardcore all in your face straight up war zone style zero tolerance style I believe that's what they're going for. And I'd say they nailed it. 
If you uh, want to buy the record, just wait one more week. It'll be there. You can pick it up. Uh, go pre-order it now from Flat Spot Records and be on the lookout for more from Bad Blood. Speaking of hardcore, on this episode, I've got an interview with Andy Francher from Techappy Hardcore Band Ill Communication. That's California, if you're not familiar. And they've got a new record called Doomsday Brigade about to drop on March 31st as well through Safe Inside Records. And we're talking all about that and so much more. But first, it's time for New Jersey's greatest crossover thrash band to ever exist. Right now, Hot Zone. Check it! Go to 1990, it doesn't really matter, pick a year, any from the decade, really. And uh, with your mind's eye, turn on MTV if you're old enough to remember what that sort of thing was. Doesn't matter which period you choose, whether it's the grunge era, uh, the when West Coast hip hop was king. Uh, how about when new metal was dominating? We all love that. Or maybe even the Mickey Mouse Club expat era, which is like, you know, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears and all their fancy dudes dancing around. Whatever, whatever's dominating at the time, there will be another presence in there, specifically in the 1990s. It started in the 80s, actually started in the 70s, but really it was the 1990s when they were inescapable. I think you might know where I'm going with this, and if you don't, I'll give you a hint. Yes, the Beastie Boys, they were around quite a bit back then. Paul's Boutique was released in 89 and uh, carried into the, the new decade, then was Check Your Head, and uh, a record called Ill Communication, which is where that track Sabotage came from. And that's the only good thing they've ever done. That's, that's it. One song on one record, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys on Ill Communication. And the rest, it's total trash, despite what people will have you uh, have you believe. Not a good band, not a good group, nothing. There's zero redeeming qualities to anything the Beastie Boys have ever done. And I'm here to defend that point to the grave. Okay. Every few years, I go through another listen of the whole Beastie Boys catalog. And I find I'm absolutely right about all this. So it, when it was inescapable in the 90s, it was painful for me. Ill communication indeed. It made me sick. Still does. Here, listen to this. Tell me that this just doesn't sound like listening to somebody argue through a New York apartment wall. Don't be, I feel real vibe. People always say my style is wild. 
That was Intergalactic from 1998's Hello Nasty. And fortunately for me, that's about the time where I started to find my local hardcore scene, my local punk rock scene, the late 90s, early 2000s, I always say. It's hard for me to pin down a year, but there are specific shows I remember going to, and I know how old I was when I was at them. So I guess I should be able to do a better job of that, but I can't. Anyway, I started to find other things other than what was on the radio on MTV. And I finally escaped the Beastie Boys mostly for good because they never had a decent hit ever again. And if your argument is that it did before the 90s and you're going to bring license to ill into this, allow me to squash that Casio keyboard catastrophe of a record with just this 30 second clip. I only needed seven seconds. You get the point. I will give Beastie Boys the credit for influencing a generation of cool projects and people. And one of them is to chappy hardcore band Ill Communication. You got to assume that's where they got the name from. Nobody else talks like that. Ill, I don't think existed as a word before the Beastie Boys, at least in the capacity, in the vocabulary that is used nowadays, or maybe not so much nowadays, but used to be. And now it's a bit of a throwback. It's a thing. It's what people say. Maybe it's dated, but it's cool when you call your band Ill Communication. So cool that two bands were just doing it as recently as last year. But one has outlasted the other, at least as far as I know, and that's to Chappy Hardcore Band, Ill Communication, and their new record, Doomsday Brigade, is due out next week on Safe Inside Records. So I had a nice chat with Andy Francher, the vocalist of the band, about the record, about how they came about, and more, and I'm going to share that with you now. But first, let's play a track off that record. This is Flip the Switch featuring Vinnie Karuna of The Movie Life.
been around for quite a few years at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of started off as like a, uh, Roger and Joe, these dudes are in the Warriors, the band of the Warriors from, is from Tatchpi. And they basically were like, I've been friends with them forever. And my buddy, Joe, who's in the band, he, he's he got a studio at his house, a super nice studio. And uh, Roger's always hanging out there. And, and so I'd always just go hang out when they'd be recording bands. And they're like, we got to do a band together. And finally, one day, Roger just showed up and he's like, hey, dude, I wrote these songs, put some lyrics to it. So it's kind of like a almost like a joke. We were like, yeah, let's do it like, you know, alone in the crowd. We'll do like we'll write some songs and then maybe play a show or two. Yeah. And that's, so that's how it started. So like it was really really part-time because those guys and Roger's also in no motive. He's in peace out another band. Um, he's in a bunch of bands he records. And then the warriors at that time were still like going pretty heavy. So mm-hmm. it was definitely just a side project thing for like, basically for me to have something to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about you and your involvement in hardcore I guess, I guess the beginning, I don't like to go too long on how people got there, but I also do find it a little bit interesting to talk about how you even ended up in the scene. Yeah. So I'm from Tashby, California. It's a super small town. Uh, we got no record stores or no shows really. So like there was no shows for us to go to. So basically we all found punk rock through like me and a couple of guys I grew up with through skateboarding and snowboarding. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of our buddies happened to be a, a dude from um, Boston um, that he moved out here. <laughs> but uh, so anyways, the homies are in from Ojai, which Ojai is another small community in, in California. Um, basically, he moved out from Boston. So he knew a bunch of uh, he knew like 10 year fight and a, bu- a bunch of those dudes. Um, and that's how I really got into hardcore, hardcore. I had mm-hmm. grown up listening to punk rock because I was, a, you know, a skateboarder when it was like you know, people would make funny at school for being a skateboarder and chase you around. Um, and we had heard punk rock growing up, you know, uh, suicidal beastie boys. Uh, I remember listening to misfits and bad brains, you know, back in the day. Um, but we found, we basically found hardcore through, through this, this guy from Boston and that's how we started going to shows. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's the short version. Um, yeah. and then I, then actually like about that time I, I joined the military, I was in the air force and I got stationed up in Sacramento. And so as I was getting into hardcore, I go to boot camp, I get out, I'm stationed in Sacramento, and I start going to shows up there by myself. Um, just because when I'd come home on leave, I would hang out with these dudes and we'd we'd go, like I said, uh, I want to say the first thing that I remember doing is having some time off and like I think it was 10 yard fights first tour, and, and we just kind of went to every show that they played in California. Yeah. Just like we're in our cars driving around, you know, it's fun. We're and and our friends Zarian knew these dudes. So it's kind of like, oh man, like, like these are like kind of like we're we're on the, the fringe friends with a, a band, dude. Like, and right. like that was cool. It's like we, you know, growing up, that's all bands, but I never knew like I could never say, like, oh man, like my buddy knows them. So that really sucked me into being like, this is a cool like thing that everyone can do and everyone can be involved in. So <clears throat> when I went back up to my base, I just started going to shows by myself, mm-hmm. Sacramento, um, Berkeley, uh, San Francisco, any show I could go to around, I would go. So, um, and then eventually, yeah, started, came back to attach people. When I, when I moved bases, I got transferred to Edwards Air Force Base and started, uh, trying to do more shows and doing bands and stuff. And that's the kind of short version of how it got to start and doing stuff. 
No, that's cool. And it's, it's, it's pretty cliche, not your story, but it's pretty cliche how we talk about everybody that's in the hardcore is like the moment where you realize like the people in the bands are the same people in the crowds. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You know, that whole, that whole spiel It's a super cliche, but it's obviously cliche for a reason. Cause it's true. Yeah. And like, everybody remembers that. Like I, I remember really specifically a band I used to see around here and then one day the guy like just comes up to me and goes, what's up, Dan? And I was like, what, this guy knows who I am, you know? And that was a, that cause, cause from what, I don't know, from what, what you, what you assume watching bands or, you know, just listening to the radio is that these people are somehow above you. And then <laughs> hardcore makes it real obvious real quick that you're all pretty much on the same page. And uh, I like hearing that. So uh, when do you start playing in bands? Um, probably like 98 ish. Like, so I, I came back and me and my buddies that I grew up with were like, dude, let's start a band. And so we, um, <laughs> we started this fake band, Die Hard Youth. Um, and basically like, uh, we made shirts, we had shirts that said Die Hard Youth Crew. Cause like we thought youth crews were the coolest thing, you know? And, um, <laughs> Basically, where they had like shirts and stuff before and stickers before we even had a band. <laughs> and um, we were trying to get this band together, but we're like, you know, we're like, yeah, like we did silly things like take fake band pictures and stuff like with all our friends. And then um, my buddy that was going to do that with us, he ended up getting married real quick. And, and so I actually found some kids to do a real band. And I'm like, okay, we'll do this band. And then when my buddy's like, settling down being married we'll we'll do diehard youth but me and these other guys started this other band and it was called we called it new thugs new thugs on the block which is pretty cheesy (laughs) we played a couple backyard shows and like a a show at the high school here um and then i actually got sent to kuwait in the military yeah i was there and then when i got back my buddy my buddy ryan was like yo man like i got a kid on the way like i'm not doing this band i'm not you know i can't like we can't like we, we talked about like let's go on a, we're gonna need a band we're gonna go on tour you know like all these people that we saw and met you know like we got all these friends and like he's like i can't do it which is like respect you know like word and and um so me and the other guys were like hey dudes let's do this new thugs on the block band but let, let's be real we already have this diehard youth we have shirts <laughs> so basically like let's just make that band diehard youth and that's what we did and that was like in 98 um probably late 98 when i finally get back from kuwait um into 99 and we started playing shows and I started booking shows right away just cause I wanted bands to come to play with where we were. And, right. um, and that's basically how it started off of like, you know, a couple joke bands with silly names and, um, but yeah, that basically catapulted me into like doing, doing shows, booking shows, booking venues, me and some dudes did a record label. Like do it all kinds of stuff. You know, we did the whole thing like, and loved it, you know? Well, I definitely remember Die Hard Youth. That's like, that's like right when I started or late nineties, early two thousands is like yep. when I was getting in. So that was, so you were a band that I was aware of that. I, I feel like, I feel like I remember getting a CD. It was maybe it was like a discography. So it must've been, must've been a little later. It would have had like a transformer ish thing on it. Like it's oh, something yeah. I don't see on, like when I look it up, yeah. I, I don't see it unless I go to like discogs or something, but I think yeah. I ordered it from like Barry or something. So we, we did a record. We did a split with this band dead serious from, yeah, no, uh, that was like on Thorpe or something, right? Yeah. We did yeah. an LP Thorpe. Just had, which could have been cool, but we did like 
15 songs instead of 11, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then we eventually like, we were going to go to Europe. Um, and this label was like, yo, let me put out this CD. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, what's it going to be? And he's like, I just want to do like, yeah, kind of a discography. Cause we had done like a demo and then like a, a promo to like, try to get that actually like got us put on Thorpe mm-hmm. lit in a seven inch that like Todd Jones put out. So a lot of stuff kind of like it, um, kind of like went out of press. And right. so we were like, yeah, dude, we'll do this. We'll do this on your label and we'll go over there and, and, and tour. And and the craziest thing about it was that Dwid from integrity did the, that art, that transformed it, art. It? Like <laughs> and it's like, the guy's like, yo man, like who do you want to do the art? And, uh, my buddy Donnie that's in the warriors has always been our art guy. And I'm like, I'm gonna have Donnie do it. And he's like, well, like I want Dwid to do it. And I'm like, Oh word. Like, yeah, let's have Dwid do it. That's going to be weird. <laughs> it is weird. But yeah. It's like a transformer, which I'm like, that was the last thing I thought he was going to do. But. Right. That's, the, that's why it's surprising that that's a Dwid uh, artwork. It doesn't, it doesn't look I like the got, usual. I never got to talk to him or nothing. So like, it wasn't like, Hey man, let's talk about it. it was just like, I knew he was doing the art and I'm like, whatever he wants to do, do it. <laughs> like, let's go with it, man. Cause it's going to be Dwid. That's cool. Like whatever. <laughs> He's a crazy guy. Yeah, he is. He is weird. That's a weird one. Um, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you mentioned being in the military a couple of times. W- yeah. Did you, uh, was there any, were you alone as far as uh, being into hardcore and being in the military? Like, did was there other guys in the military that were into it with you or? You know, not, not at my base. Um, I was at Beale Air Force Base for anyone that knows where that's at. It's kind of between Sacramento and Chico. Um, I made a couple of buddies that were like, like kind of into punk rock. And I kind of like was able to, um, at this time, AFI was getting huge. Um, mm-hmm. and Rancho was getting huge. Like, so I'd go to Gilman all the time and those dudes would just be there. Like crazy stories. I, the first diehard U shirts we did had a rat bones from pal Prelsa on it back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, I was standing there and, and outside of Gilman and, and Davey Havoc walks up and he's like, yo, that's a cool shirt. And I'm like, word, like you want one? <laughs> he's like, yeah. So like, uh, like I had him in my car for some reason. I think I was just come back from, from being at home. I gave him a shirt and, and Mikey hood, a hoodie. And, uh, just cause they were like, yeah, that's cool. And like, it, it was like so rad to me. Cause I'm all, I'm there by myself. And these dudes are like, like you're saying, like a band dude comes up and like, you know, it's Davey Havoc and Mikey hood were two of the biggest like dudes in Sacramento and, and sure. And yeah. Hey, hardcore. And it's like, like that shirt's dope. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Here, here you go, man. Like, so you know, like kind of relate to your story, but, um, yeah. So where are we going? Sorry. I totally got off track. <laughs> oh no. I was just asking you if, about, uh, hardcore in the military. Oh yes. Yeah. So, so I'd go to these shows all the time by myself and like, luckily like people like that, like that's what I was getting at. Sorry. I worked all day. Um, my, Mikey and, and those guys would just, Hey dude, what's up, man. I don't think they remember my name and I'm friends with Mikey now cause I'm doing shows after the fact, but even, even Davey Havoc, some of those guys like, you know, Eric Ozine was always around from, from redemption at the time. Um, and they'd just be like, what's up, you know, like giving you like the, the, Hey, Hey dude, I've seen you around and you're like right. pumped. So, but I did eventually, cause AFI was so big. I had a buddy that like, I, we ended up getting an apartment together and, and, uh, living off the base and he would go to shows and he, he was funny. Cause like we'd go see AFI and he, he would always want to get Davey Havoc's autograph. So like, <laughs> And I'm like, bro, this isn't like that, you know? So like, but he would, every show like we'd go to, he would, so he had all this stuff in his room, like, like little signed posters and CDs from Davey. <laughs> like, like he got his signature several times. Yes. A bunch of times, dude. And it was like, looking back, I'm like, that's cool though. Like, cause that yeah. kept that, he went to shows with me and I, I, I lost touch with the guy right now. So like, 
but hopefully he's like telling his kids like, Oh, that band that just played, you know, the, the forum sold out two nights in a row. Like, yeah, I got that guy's autograph. Like that'd be cool. Like 300 times. Yeah. that No, it is cool. It is cool. Uh, I I didn't have like real, like diehard friends that were going to shows, but I would just go by myself and I kind of like, kind of made friends with people and they, that would go with me and hang out. So or that would, I would meet, see at the show mm-hmm. and they were you know, just to talk to me and be like, what's up, dude? Like, I know you like, so then I, I still talk to some of those people today. So I made friends outside of, outside of the military, but the military didn't have a bunch of dudes. It's like I got like drug tested like every, every month because I was a skateboarder and a punk rocker. Like, yeah. And, and at that time I didn't even drink or nothing. I was like, dude, I'm not doing like, I don't know anybody. I'm not going to drink by myself in my room. I was 19 years old. <laughs> it was a weird, it was a weird time of like the people in the military thought I was a dirtbag, like scummy punk rocker stoner guy. Yeah. And then you know, the, some of the punk rockers were like, Oh, you're in the military. Cause I, you know, I had my, probably had my head shaved and like looking like a military guy. So. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of an interesting one where it's, I think for some people it's like, well, you can't be in the punk rock and be in, in the military at the same time, which, uh, I don't know, whatever, you know, but it's, there's like a, you know, I, I, I just imagine you were met with some of that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, what's cool is when I, when I got stationed out here in Edwards in California, there's a dude I work with and he's an old military guy. And he was like, Oh, you like punk rock? I'm like, yeah. He's like, Dude, like uh black flag and circle jerks like played in my backyard when I was a little kid. My brothers are friends wow. I'm like, what, dude? Like for sure. And he's like, Yeah. And like, so like like a couple of days later, he came back to work and he's like had all these pictures of his backyard with like a legit like black flags. Like, I think it was black flag and like circle jerks. And I'm like, Whoa, dude, like <laughs> this is like epic. Dude. Like you you saw them? And he's like, Well, I was like, you know, 14 or whatever, but like, yeah, they came into my house and stuff. And it was like, Whoa, dude, like that's, so. that's street cred. That's hardcore yeah. street cred right there. You gotta yeah. rep that anytime you can. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you, so you do, you're doing the military, you're in the military and you're doing diehard youth. You got out with diehard youth. You toured a little bit. You and I had talked previously. You said you wow. came out here, uh, the East and did some shows. Yeah. So it seems like you, it seems like you took that band farther than, you kind of expected, uh, but I don't know. Was is that then? Is it a big gap between diehard youth and ill communication, or do you, did you do other stuff in between? Um, yeah, when so when diehard youth we broke up, uh, just kind of like the the diehard youth, which I, mean, I don't know how familiar you are with that band, but like it was very naive. Which whatever, I'm still like a super positive dude, but like I was really in like posy core, you know, whatever that even yeah. means anymore. But um. I don't think it exists anymore. You know what I mean? I think I feel like that was a, that was a thing in a time, you know, and yeah, it doesn't you know, happen anymore. Atari and, 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 you know, all the young blood bands and, and the teamwork bands. And it was all seemed very like positive youth crew um, stuff, which I, which I, I still love that. But um, a lot of the lyrics, I mean, anyone, if any, I, I still get people saying they love Dire Youth, which surprised me because it's so bad, but uh, <laughs> The lyrics are cheesy, like the whole like, and, and and honestly, like I was a bit naive. Like I, I really thought anyone involved in punk and hardcore was like going to be friends, you know, like, oh, dude, like you like if I saw a kid at the mall with a Bane shirt on, I'm going to go talk to him, dude. Like there was no doubt in my mind, like, oh, that kid's got a shirt on. Like, I'm going to talk to the guy. We're going to be friends. So. um, And by the time Diary broken up, I'd been booking shows and been like burned by people and like. You know, yeah. anyone knows that goes to shows or book shows, there's people that are going to be like, they're your friend when they want something from you. That's life though. You know? Yeah. I kind of thought that was going to be different and hardcore. So by the time we broke up, uh, we kind of, we kind of just broke up. Cause it was like, I always want to do something different. We're not pigeonholed into this, like just being so nice. 
and positive. Mm-hmm. So we did a band called With or Without You. Um, yeah. And we uh, we played a bunch of shows on the on the West Coast. We never went to the East Coast. Um, I ended up getting hired by the fire department. One of the other guitar players is it ended up being a teacher. So we kind of all at the same time, just like, hey, we're gonna like get married and have kids and do these other things. So we basically like put that band on hold. And uh, was there any piece six something? Yeah, six reasons to drop out was on. Okay, that's what it was. Still, stillborn maybe. Martyr Records. Well, Martyr so Records. Like Martyr pretty close. Record Martyr Records, and then Stillborn actually bought the label. So gotcha. Okay, yeah. Going. Um, but yeah, so we did that, and then uh, then yeah, kind of everything fizzled out, and I kind of like focused more on at my job. I'm a fireman now, and um, mm-hmm. I kind of had this goal like I want to make this rank of captain by the time I'm 35. Mm-hmm. So like doing shows and stuff was just on the back burner for me. And I, we had two kids. Uh, so they were young. I still go to a couple of shows now and then. Cause my wife goes to shows with me and, uh, but the kids were kind of too little to go. Um, right. And that's why there's a, just a huge gap of like, I get it. in a band and, and doing stuff. And, you know, other than just going to shows and hanging out with friends, that's the big gap between all that stuff. So. I get it. I'd say I'm in my gap now. <laughs> like really, like, you know, like, uh, how old are your kids? 16 and nine. Yeah. So mine are 17 and the other one just turned 16 yesterday, but, uh, and they, but they like to go to shows now. So it's like, mm, yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> and I see you got, yeah, you got young ladies or, or young ladies. Yeah. 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 Might not be quite as into like the sweaty dude scene. <laughs> no, 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 no. And we've, we've, we've forced them. Forced them to some, but, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, it's not worth it sometimes to, <laughs> to yep. hold, them, hold them captive there. And, you know, it makes it hard to enjoy when, you know, you're also in a hostage situation. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So my, my oldest kid just started a band. Uh, they played a couple of shows and I'm super psyched on that. And he's got this kid can play every instrument. I'm like, I don't know. I can't even sing or do anything. <laughs> like, so the fact that you're doing all this, like. That's got me pumped. My youngest is my youngest is is just getting into it though. So yeah, sometimes he feels like I don't want to go to the show, and it's like, well, sorry, buddy, got your ticket. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you did you have to or feel like you uh, directed them that way, like intentionally, or they, they just kind of end up? You know, like by nature, up, like I def. I mean, I've always just played punk, you know, punk and hardcore. If we're and 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 the friends that I grew up with getting into this stuff, I'm still friends with them. So like, they're not into it, into it like I am, but like when they come over, if we're listening to like, you know, they still love like lifetime and kid dynamite and, you know, mm-hmm. like, and you know, we'll put on some 10 yard fight. Cause it's funny. It's like, everyone's like, you know, having beers and like, like, <laughs> I'm going to see these guys like marching about, you know, like do a stage dive on the trampoline or something. But so there's, they're still into it. And so they, they had, they, and they wear the shirts and have old shirts and stuff. So like, kind of was pretty easy to like get everybody like listening at least uh exposed to it so right right yeah that's yeah. no, funny it's all i i always uh well not not so much anymore but used to like i didn't want to impress it on them at all like oh, yeah. because then to me it makes it immediately uncool like right. so like even if i saw them like getting into like fringe stuff like turnstile had a moment you know especially with the younger one and it and like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck with it at all. Like, just let it, let it do its thing. I'll buy you that Harry Styles record too. I'll do whatever you want, whatever you want to be into. Just be into, I just appreciate that you're into music. Cause, cause I don't know. I don't know if any of my parents were into 
any of this shit if like I probably would have went the opposite way just because just yeah. because of how I am, you know. <laughs> my youngest is kind of that way. He likes to listen to other stuff that's like or my my oldest kind of like he heard it, but he he really like he turned me on to some bands. Like he, I'm trying to think who like he likes the heavier heavier stuff heavier stuff than me. Like you're this band Drain Dad. I'm like no, like let's buy the record. Okay, I'm like this is pretty rad, dude. And yeah, like, yeah. So he's not quite like oh dad likes it. I don't. But right. there was a moment where I'm like he liked a lot of the heavier heavier stuff, and I'm like that's not my jam, but like cool man. And then now he likes he's got a he's got a great taste in music. So awesome. What do they like? Ill communication. Have you, have you gotten them on your side with that? You know, like my, my Matt who plays guitar in the band, he gave my oldest kid guitar lessons and he's like, Hey, you want to learn a ill communication song? And at first my kid, the oldest one was like, no, dude, I don't, that's not cool. <laughs> so that was just like moment of like too far. Yeah. But I think like he's been to enough shows and he's got to meet enough cool people from people that I know that he's kind of coming around being like, all right, dad's band's okay. Yeah. And he made a playlist the other day and he put one of our songs on it. So I'm like, all right. There you dude. go. That's progress. Yeah. Get, <laughs> getting there. Well, tell all right, let's go. Let's let's talk more about ill communication. So you you started back up. It kind of seems like similar, but not the same way you're getting going into ill communication as you went into diehard youth with a semi not serious. It's just kind of a half commitment. And then it's kind of becoming something more. I mean, I know something more now is a, it's pretty vague and kind of a stretch, but you know what I'm saying? So you, you do at least the first release was it 2017 ish, something like that. That could be right, man. It's been, yeah, like a long time now. <laughs> yeah. So that one, we definitely did like a, like a demo, I guess it might be called. Um, we did that in, um, that was the thing that Roger was just like, yo, I wrote these songs. I recorded them at Joe's last night, the other day, like put vocals on it. So we did that. And a couple of our friends that were from the Warriors, Danny and Donnie Phillips, which they played in the first Warriors records, like came to town and we played a show like, all right, cool, man. This is the lineup. Like, it's going to be fun. Like it's all the homies. We're going to play a show. And it's like, all right, that might be it. That's why like there's a huge long gap because Warriors were still playing shows. Um, no motive was still doing shows. Roger was crazy busy recording people. Um, so we took, I don't know how long it was until later. They're like, Hey man, let's like write a few more songs. And our, our buddy Matt had come moved to town and wanted to play. So, um, had a couple more people interested in doing it. And it was like, yeah, let's, let's actually like as a group of people, write a song, write songs. So that's that right. next death threats and the hieroglyphics that we did. Um, we did that. And then when it came out, the Warriors had finished doing their last record, um, monomyth and, and they did a tour and they kind of came back and they're like, all right, man, that was cool. But like, we're just going to chill out for a while. And then the guys that were doing ill communication, they were like, Hey, we can like do this kind of now, like play some shows and stuff and like write songs. So we wrote a song for the, um, Nardcore for life comp that came out in decision records. Mm -hmm. Um, Zach, 25 miles and retaliate. He hooked that up and we wrote those couple songs for the um, EP, put those out. And then we're like, yeah, we're, we played like two shows and then COVID hit. And then it was like, <laughs> so that's why we've been so, so out of it. Cause uh, Roger had some, some family that had some health conditions. So like even when we're writing the LP, um, he was, he was quarantined the whole time. Cause mm -hmm. he, he, those are his parents and, and they're older. So we didn't, um, 
you know, we weren't going to say, Hey, you got to come do this. So we, (laughs) a lot of it remotely. Um, and that's why it's been just a slow, slow process, but it's always been a band. It's like, you want to play shows and not play a show for five years. We'll do it. Like whatever, like we still enjoy each other's company and we enjoy being creative and it's fun. And, um, yeah, like right now we play show, we're playing a lot more shows to support the LP coming out, but, uh, it's all friends from old bands that we've been in because Roger and Joe both have kids on the way. Roger has a kid, just had a kid. Joe's got a kid on the way. They're getting married. They're gotten doing different job things. So now we're kind of just like Wu-Tang style, having like other people fill in. <laughs> shows. So, but those other guys are like, we've talked about, ah, I mean, we'll write some new songs and, and they're all going to help out. So everyone's still going to be a, a big band. Yeah. There's a lot of members right now. <laughs> more of a community than a, uh, than a single band. Not, I like that though. And I, I, I've noticed that some, the other people, other bands, some bigger, yeah. some smaller are taking a similar approach too, where it's just kind of more of a collective. I know it's kind of, I think it's a corny word and a corny term, but you know what, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. like, a, but it's a, it's a cooler way to collaborate, I guess. Um, so you did, you did a couple of EPs and now you've got this new LP doomsday brigade coming out on March 31st. Is that still the official release? Yes, that's the official. Uh, actually, I mean, I don't want to date the podcast, but on March 17th, uh, the record goes up for sale and safe inside's got the record. So it's not even a pre-order you're the record and you should get it soon, uh, which we did on purpose. Cause like I, I always wanted to since the day of digital, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Which is cool. I wanted to, um, I thought it was cool to still get the vinyl, you know, back in the day you get the, you'd order the vinyl and get it before you ever heard it. Yeah. So I got that last terror record. Um, I just ended up getting it early from some dudes and, um, I was able to hear it on vinyl before I heard it on digital. And I'm like, that was rad to like put the Mm -hmm. record on, sit there with the lyric sheet, like, look, you know, and so like, we're, we're hoping to give people that experience. Like you order the record, hopefully you'll get it in your, in your house and you'll be able to put it on, on the turntable before it's even on streaming, you know, and listen to that first start to finish. So that is very cool. And that's something that certainly has been lost over the last couple of years because, well, there's not really been much of an option, but I know some, some labels, uh, so I think more of the bigger labels, the ones that are, that know they're going to sell their shit out have been able to do the, you know, order everything ahead of time, then announce, then release. Right. But that's not, that's not possible for everybody, but that's, it is very cool. And I can think of a couple recently where I had the intentions 
to listen to it first on vinyl, but then with the delays, it ends up being months. Like, you know, like, and to the point where I forget, I forget what's coming in the mail now. I think, I think I might be past it. I think I might have caught up to all the pre-orders, whatever, because it seems like everything's getting better, but there's still, there's still a possibility that there's something out there coming. But so that, so that's very cool that you can, that people will be able to kind of get it right away. Playing and like, since we're not like a crazy touring band, we're able to kind of like really be like, I consciously want to do this and make it happen like this. And hopefully that's how it works out. Cause we're not in a hurry to play a million shows. Like I want to, I want to play a million shows. So I love playing live shows. That's the only reason I do a band. Cause like right. live awesomeness, you know, and meeting people and hanging out. But so hopefully it works out that way. And some people get their record early enough to hear it on wax. <laughs> well, you previously did a, is a one or two releases with safe inside. Uh, we, we did a little promo with safe inside two songs. Um, the two EPs we put out, as a, a 12 inch on another city, which mm. is Sean uh, from Chicago, super rad dude. That vinyl is super cool. If you can still get it, um, we're out, but like it's got like a screen printed. There's even like a laser printed one, dude, like where it's, it's crazy. Like it's on his website, but it's like, it's some pressing plant where they, the one side is the music. The other side, you flip it over and it's, it's not a picture disc, but they like laser laser uh, printed on it. Weird. It's cool super cool he did a great job but that's what the first two eps are on and then we did a, like a promo with uh <clears throat> with safe inside two songs to kind of mm-hmm. when, we, when we announced the label being on the label um those songs will be on a cd though that uh like we we're talking about martyr records uh steve from martyr records is doing a label called heroes and martyrs and he's doing a cd version of the doomsday brigade that i'll have mm-hmm. basically everything we've recorded up till now so Oh, nice. the, LP, the LP, the EPs, the promo song, and then and then that uh, song on the Nardcore for Live Comp. So. Nice. Well, so you're you've released and had well, you've yeah, you've released a lot of records over the years with quite a few bands. So, and even a couple recently with Ill Communications. So, when you're about to release something, what's the what do you most anticipate about it? What what are you looking forward to about? the release of the official release of doomsday brigade. Oh, I'm looking forward to, well, I mean, I think it's awesome. This is the first, uh, LP I've ever done. That'll be on vinyl. So like actual, like, uh, LP, you know, and I'm hoping people listen to it on record. Cause I know on streaming, like people, I, I don't know how kids are like, I'm, I want to listen to a whole an album. So like we took a lot of time, like sequencing it and being like, and when we wrote the record, we really like sat down. We're like, okay, we want to have, a song like this. I want to, I want a 30 second long song, you know, like we're all throwing out our wants and like must haves for the record before we wrote it, you know, we wrote like 18 songs. I think we ended up using 13, but like we kind of wanted to have a certain amount of melody and, and just take people on a journey. So I'm hoping people will get that LP and just put it on and, and just sit with it, you know, let it play, flip it over, go to the next side and like kind of go for the whole ride. So, which, which is which I love about an LP. Like I love hearing the, you know, just the the way the songs sequence into each other. Um, yeah. Oh man, this is a heavy song, and oh, into that melodic song, like you know, like oh, that got me, dude. Like you know, like or like oh, it went from that one song into the ten second long song. Like that stuff, kind of that's the kind of stuff that I like, and I hope people like will experience it. Maybe that makes does it make sense? Makes yeah, ab- absolutely, and 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 that's the way that I prefer to listen to stuff too. Um, 
And well, I can, and I didn't listen, obviously I didn't listen to Doomsday Brigade like that yet, but I did listen to it like several times today. And, uh, I, it was, the sequencing is done very well. And I was going to comment on that and which I don't think is very, is usually such a priority for hardcore bands. I, and I'm not, I'm totally generalizing, but like, I know like metal bands or especially a certain type more proggy detailed stuff will go you know it's like really it's the sequencing is really important but a lot of times hardcore is just kind of go 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 whatever and uh i really appreciate the way this one's put together and it is it's it's like refreshing the whole way through and i actually the benefit of streaming uh this one or at least where i was listening to it is that it just kept going so like i don't even know how many times i listened to it today it was just you know <laughs> it just looped all, all day long and and i really liked it the one thing that i thought was funny and uh, i'm sure there's a reason for it or maybe not but it's funny to me is you got like more features on this thing than you do tracks tell me about this all right um like i said when when, when we said we're gonna do this band um I, I, I love a guest vocal spot or a guest spot, but, um, yeah. Uh, and we got a lot of friends that, I mean, like people that I want to give shine light on. And like, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously we hear the lyrics and stuff like for the first two EPs, like every lyric was a song that I like or a lyric that I ripped off from some other band that like, I love, you know, there's like, like we've talked about desert measures being an awesome band, you know, like, yeah. There's some measure lyrics in there. There's striking distance lyrics. There's in control lyrics. L bands that I'm just like, dude, I'm gonna write a song, but it's gonna only be lyrics from other bands that I mm. somehow mesh into a song that hopefully makes a little bit of sense. So the LP wasn't quite that much, but like, there's a lot of that in there. And then it was like, man, I just really wanted to have our friends on the record. I don't know if I'll ever do another LP. I mean, I mean, hopefully I'll keep doing bands, but like. If I don't, I want to have as many friends involved in this. Like, so like even you, your podcast, like, like to me, you're a part of the crew now, dude. Like anyone that helps this band is like part of the team, dude. And like that, it means the world to us. So like, I want to shine back on people. So that's why there's like a million guest vocals, like, yeah. you know, and some songs got two people, some, you know, and some, sometimes it's one word, two words, you know, but right. we, just wanted, we just wanted to have as many friends on as possible. So. Well, I, I like that. And I specifically like that, that reason, um, because it's something I always try to do. And I don't usually, I don't usually try to point it out that I do it, but like, I always want to put on for the people that I like, right. My friends like, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't even fucking point it out to them, but like, since we're talking about it, I will, uh, like, like, uh, if, if I'm in something if I'm doing an interview with something somewhere or whatever, then I know there's going to be a photo or whatever. I make sure I'm wearing a t-shirt of something oh, yeah. that yeah. I, the, the, the shirt 100% is going to be for somebody yeah. else's shit. And yeah. I don't care if I look terrible in it. If if you look at me when I was in decibel, I'm wearing another podcast shirt. I'm wearing, I'm specifically wearing a jacket to show off a spirit world pin. I got a young blood hockey puck in the background. Like there's like, I'm always going to make sure I'm trying to get other yeah, people's shit from somebody. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like, whatever, there's a thing of no echo. I'm wearing a t-shirt for somebody else's shit. You know, like, it's just like, and I, and I don't even like, there's no, how do I say this? Cause I feel like I could go off on a rant about this. There's no, there's no consideration not to do that. Like I'm going to do it without anybody telling me to, because I just want other people to, you know, shine too. And to, I just want to turn people on the stuff that's cool. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I got my end head on. I just got it in the mail. It's so like, beautiful. Whatever, like, you know, like that band rules, dude. I don't know them at all. Like they just rule. So like I want to rep it, you know, or like, like you're exactly what you're saying though, you know, like and some of the people on that, the record, like Dan Sant, like I don't, he, he's a rad dude, got a great voice over their bodies, one of my favorite bands ever, but like not a relevant band right now. Like, I mean, hopefully people are, are into it this, the, with the, the 20 year reunion or the 20 yeah. year of his, um, the record coming out, but it's like, I just wanted him on my record because he's always been cool. He sang on a Dire Youth record. Um, you know, got Zach from Retaliate on there, like uh, Marshall from The Warriors, just people that their bands might not be the most relevant, but hopefully people will go, oh, and uh, in the layout, which I'll, well, you'll get a record, but in the layout, it specifically has like, this is so-and-so from this band. Mm-hmm. And that was done purposely for people to go, oh, that dude's voice is ill, dude. Like, I'm going to go check out that record and see, because I want to hear more of that. And like, I do hope people get into the Warriors or, you know, uh, even from no plan or I'm trying to think who else is even on there. You know, there's, there's a, like you said, there's a bunch. I lost. There's a bunch. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. Like, Dude, that guy's voice or that person's voice is awesome. I'm going to check it out. So that, that would be a huge plus to me. So. It's, it's, it's very cool. I, I appreciate it. And uh, I think, I think it's, it adds a lot to the record too. It, it makes it dynamic and you know, it's a hardcore LP can be, stale and this thing's like the furthest thing from that and the the, adding in all those extra voices helps with that but there's different styles on it too like you mentioned there's a there's fast songs there's more melodic style um was there is that an intentional conversation when or intentional direction when writing is like i mean you kind of already said it but like we want to i want a song that's like this i want a song like that yeah so like um I know Tashby hardcore isn't really a thing right now, but like basically there was a time with Die Hard Youth and the Warriors and there's five or six other bands all coming out of Tashby were like, and that was kind of, and, and really we all were just imitating Nardcore bands that we loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're friends with a bunch of dudes from Oxnard and we're like, and they, and, and a lot of those guys had, are those, those records had, you know, they'd have a, a heavy song, a melodic song. So I think that's kind of, to me, I hope that's like the Tashby vibe of like, yeah, there's going to be a melodic song that goes into a heavy song, like a, a little mix. You got, you basically got a backbone, but you can branch off in different directions. So like not every song has to be just straight up the exact same. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think that it's got the the mix of songs like you're saying with some of the melodic, there's a heavier song. There's a, you know, a not me, not metal or a punker song, you know, just mm-hmm. to try to mix uh, all the like, kind of genres that like, and that's what, Tired youth did that's what with or without you did so kind of that was the the, the <clears throat> conscious decision to to kind of make it a of tashby style is really a word because there's not very really bands from here but like that's what what the vibe was to to have this tashby style to it so mm, that's very cool um the what's tell me about the the title doomsday brigade where does that come from um does it just sound cool <laughs> Yeah, it sounds cool to me. And uh yeah, I wrote that song. Um, there's a song called it just it's coming out on, online, it's dropping soon. Uh and I was just trying to think of it. I wrote a song about like just at the time, like all these dirtbag people in hardcore, you know, they're they're hitting up young kids to send them pictures and 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 hook up and do things, and it just kind of was really bumming me out because you know, some of these people I know, some I don't, but it's I really 
was like, dude, why are people not like calling these people out and, in in you know, uh, basically put them to putting their feet to the fire for whether you're a person in a band, you go to a show, you got like scene clout, whatever it is. And you're taking advantage of people, whether that's, you know, to, 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 to push them around their band spot, to just whatever, flexing on people for no reason, taking advantage, which, which actually, and it happens in real life too, but I was really mm-hmm. bummed out on like hardcore. Cause again, I, I, I always want hardcore people and punk people to help hold themselves to a higher standard and not be those kind of dirt bags. So I wrote the song and, and I'm not even sure where the term doomsday brigade came up, but it just kind of was like, there needs to be a group of people that's going to go out and just call these people out and put them to task. Like if you're doing shitty things to cool people, I hope. And if you're too afraid to say it, I hope somebody says it for you. And that's what that's about. Just being like, you know, it's like it's the end of the world. You know, at the time we're, we're writing this, we're writing this record during COVID. And it's like, it's the end of the world. And there's still people doing this stuff to take advantage of people. And that just bummed me out. So it's like, Doomsday Brigade just seemed kind of this cool, like, and I'm I'm a big fan of Bones Brigade too. So like mm-hmm. I grew up with that Pal Proto thing. So I'm like, oh, Brigade's cool. And it just kind of clicked right in the lyrics and it kind of fit a little vocal part. And it was like, yeah, that's that's it, dude. Let's name the record that. So that's where it came from of just trying to rally the troops to like not put up with that stuff anymore. <laughs> well, you just you just said something. That's first of all, that's that's very cool. And I, I like that. Um, but you just made a comment or used a phrase there that has to do with the question I was going to ask you. You rally the troops. You mentioned being in the military, you're a firefighter. Do you find yourself using terminology or phrases in ill communication that are relevant to those worlds? Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure I do. Um, like it's probably second nature for you. Yeah, now it is, you know, and, and, and I try not to be like a real, like, I'm not a big, like, Oh, once I'm in the military, I was in the military or like, even my, like, I love my job, but like, I try not to be like, I don't know. I don't like try to get like, you know, a free Coca-Cola at the store because I'm a fire. But yeah, some of that terminology probably plays in the, you know, and, and yeah, it's just, and that, that kind of stuff is cool. Like you rally the troops, like just little cheesy, like uh inspirational, you know, acronyms and all that. <laughs> yeah. It's all no, I, I, th- I think it's a, I think it's a, it could add a cool element to the band and uh, help differentiate, but to always speak, speaking of differentiate, what's the difference between the East coast ill communication and the West other than the obvious, is there not, is there a beef here? What's going on? No, I, I think they're done. I think they broke up, but yeah, when they first started, we had already been a band for a while and I, I hit those kids up and I'm like, Hey man, like, cause Jay reason was like, Hey, and I think he thought it was funny, <laughs> but like, I know Jay Reason from the distance back in the day. And he's like, yo, there's another band called the same name. And I'm like, what dude? So like, I just sent him like a nice message being like, Hey dude, like, just so you know, like there's already a band called this. We've been that for like a year and a half. Um, but that's cool, man. If you want to be that band, like, and if you decide to be a band, I was like, we should definitely do a split seven inch if you're going to stay a band. And I was serious. I was like, dude, that'd be pretty funny. Like to yeah. do a double communication split seven inch. But, uh, they were just like, Oh man, yeah, it's cool like whatever. Like, and then I, I, I mean, I don't know those guys, but I, I think that what happened was they thought we we're a bunch of old guys and we were like going to die <laughs> of old age. So like, they're like, 
whatever, those guys would be dead in a year and like they'll you know, outlast you. Yeah. Kind of stuck around and 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 I think putting out the 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 record on another city and then announcing the um safe inside stuff kind of like they're like, oh, they're not going anywhere. So they right. I think they eventually changed their name to Ill Comms. And I think I think they broke up now though, but yeah, whatever. I would have went out there and done a tour with them. I don't care. Like, whatever, man. It's all good to me. I, mean, I just want to have fun and play shows and, and hang out with people. So <laughs> I definitely get I definitely get a lot of like people like asking me like you know, a bit more more back in the day, but like, you know, a couple of years ago, I'd be like, oh man, like, you know, maybe even try to start beefs, like you guys you changed your band name. But I'm like, no, nah, dude, like I'm I'm older than your dad. So like you need to change your band name. But yeah, but they, they, the, the kids in the band were always cool whenever I talked to them. So like, they, I don't have anything, any bad things to say about them. So they were always cool. So, well, good. It sounds like it ended peacefully. And uh, yeah. the, the, the way should, there's a, I mean, it, eventually it was going to be a problem. But there are so many damn repeat band names lately yeah. that yeah. whatever you know. It's, I know a lot of people are getting up in arms, and it doesn't take much to to figure out if the band name's already been taken. But at the same time, whatever. You know, I don't know. I wasn't tripping at all. Like, I was just like, whatever. And yeah, I wasn't going to fight. And they're from Connecticut, so they're probably tougher than me. So, <laughs> yeah, Connecticut's got a reputation, uh, good and bad, though. You know, it could have just been a bunch of rich kids, too. We can, you can always say that about Connecticut. I never met them, so I didn't know. Yeah. I, was, I was erring on the side of safety, though. <laughs> Well, you got distance on your side as well because you're 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 all the way out in California, like we discussed earlier. So, is there any intention or plans? Not intention. Any plans to do any type of touring with ill communication, or is it all pretty much going to be local? No, I, I I definitely want to, and uh, we got a lineup of guys playing with us right now that might be into it. I, I I'm never going to get in a van and drive right. to these, <laughs> but uh. I definitely like, uh, I like to go out there and, you know, if we can get on a fest or something like that, or I even whatever I got, I still got some friends that do bands out there. So it'd be nice to go out there and just play some shows too, like fly out, rent a van, do that kind of a thing. Um, I definitely want to make that happen. And right now with the LP just coming out, we're going to play some shows out here on the West coast. Uh, hopefully like maybe even go up to Oregon, Seattle. And then, uh, if the guys that are playing now, like I just don't want to get my hopes up. Cause I, I, I want to go back East. I want to do all this stuff. So, um, but I kind of got it, you know, you got to rely on four other guys or other yeah. people, um, on this like guys for other humans to, to do this band. So, um, as we're playing, I think it's gelling and these guys are the, the guys I'm playing with now are, are into it. So hopefully, yeah, I would like to fly out to the East coast and play some shows and, and, uh, push the record over there. Um, mm -hmm. just hang out with a bunch of friends. I mean, there's a bunch of people I'd love to go out there and see. So, um, that's the, the plan for me is definitely to push it and, and, and go to the East coast. Um, I mean, I'd like to say sooner than later, but we'll see. And who knows, maybe somebody will be like, Hey man, come out here and we'll make it worth your while to like play some shows with us. Or, you know, like our, we already got the show set up, not even worth our while. Like I ain't trying to get no money. I don't, I don't care about any of that. Like I'll go out there and lose money. I don't care, but right. I want to play. I just want to play shows to kids. So, um, yeah, if someone was like, Hey man, we got these shows. You want to come play them? I'll, I would pull the trigger right now. Really? If the, and the guys that were with were like, yeah, let's do it. So I definitely want to get out there and play, you know, whatever we'll, we'll, we'll play, we'll play with you. <laughs> play <your> <laughs> it, 
Is that, yeah. is that like a, a different, do you feel like you're in a, have different expectations or different, uh, I don't know, you're in touch a little differently with reality on how this really is or should work at this point compared to back then? For sure. I mean, back, back when we did the East coast tours, we did with the other bands as you know, I wanted people to come out and like our band. And now it's kind of like, man, if I went to a show and the dudes from kill your idols came out and like hung out or the guys from movie life were like, yo man, we're going to come hang out. And it was just like us and them. I'd be psyched, dude. I just, yeah. I want to see people. And I, you know, I want people to like the record too. And, and cause I think it's awesome and I'm really proud of it. Um, but when we play shows, like I just love playing shows with my friends that are playing with me. And like, so we've played shows to 400 people. We've played shows to 10 people in a bar in Oxnard, you know, like, and they're both awesome and fun, you know, like, so hopefully we'll get to the East coast and, and I would like to play with some bands that we know out there and just have a good time and, and meet people. It's so like, yeah, there's no real huge expectations at all. Like uh, as far as like crowd size or participation, like if, five kids came out and one bought a record. Cool. Like, and they said, hello, I'd be psyched on that. Well, it's interesting. You said crowd participation. Cause I was going to ask you about crowd participation yeah. strictly on a East coast, West coast thing, or maybe a Northeast California. We don't do the circle pits over here. Right. And uh, I think that's, I think that's pretty well known. I think it might've changed a little bit, but uh, tell me what's the, is, is California still the the home of the circle pit? Oh yeah. It's gotta be. I mean, <laughs> I love a circle pit, man. Like that's why like straight up any bands, anyone listening to this that wants to play California, you got to go to Oxnard. Oxnard's the best spot. It's a bunch of new kids that will circle pit to like, it's like, it's like, uh, what's that kid from Snoopy? The, the dirty guy with all the Dutch Ly- Linus Linus. Who's the guy that pig pin where all the pig dust pen, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah dude, you go to an Oxnard show, there's going to be a circle pit. There's going to be a whirlwind of dust in the air. And when the breakdown hits, they're all going to mosh. Like, hey, I love a circle pit, man. It's just, it's fun, dude. Like <laughs> any, anyone can do it, you know, like your grandma can get in a circle pit and if she get lapped. Yeah. Get crowd killed in the circle pit. Like, uh, so circle pits are the best to me. Circle pits and stage dives all night for me. Over the, over the, over the moshing, over the violent dancing. I love, I love, I love the moshing. Like, I think a show should be a little scary, but yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the, I don't like the crowd killing on the state, the, the front. What I'm yeah, no, cause it fucks up the show. Because my, my, one of my favorite things too about hardcore is like a sing along, a pile up, you know, right. like, yeah, it's just the front man. I want to hold the mic out. I'm like, oh, I see my friend there. I see. You know, I see Dan from getting in and out right there singing along. Like that's the kind of stuff I want. And when you're afraid that someone's going to punch you in the back of the head for no reason, like, I don't know. I like in, in the pit though. Yeah. Get crazy. You want to karate kick somebody and do a, a donkey kick into a you know cartwheel <laughs> backflip and knock someone out. Go for it, dude. I'll think that's awesome. I just want like, I want people to pack the front stage dive, sing along. And then right behind them, two rows back, you can do all the, all the mashing crowd killing. <laughs> you know, what's, what's a uh, Jay from mind force is always like, do the karate kicks or whatever. Like, yeah, do all that. I love that too. But I just want people to be able to sing along and like not get. It's, it's, it's definitely a thing that it's, uh, that's going away. It sucks. I, I forget. It was, a, it was a while back now, but I remember watching. No, it wasn't that long ago. It was, 
I was watching, uh, what the fuck was it? Just one random day I was watching like hardcore shows on YouTube, like stuff that I had been at though. Like it was specifically things I wanted, I wanted to watch things that I'd been at. And I remember I was looking at, it was like a, this is hardcore from somewhat recently. And it was like a Madball set from then. And then the Madball set from, or maybe it was, I don't know. It couldn't have been, it wasn't Madball because it was the last Hellfest. They didn't play that. Maybe it was Shy Hello, whatever. And just the, the way the stage, the way the crowd was packed in. I, like, I remember taking pictures of it and posting it and it got some people pissed off. But I, all I was saying is look at the difference between then and now where back then it was like, and that was only 2004, but there was like, five rows at least of people before you got to the from the stage in between the stage and the pit and the other one was not there was no people it was just yeah stage yeah. moshing I love, I love the packed up like i mean i used to love the crowd uh not crowd i used to love, <laughs> I used to love a head walk so like i would that would i would do that and but when when you only got two rows of people like you can't even do that so like I, I do love, I, and like I said, the, the biggest thing to me is the sing along. So any kid that goes to a show can come up, sneak up to the front and try to yeah. sing along with the mic. And like, when that guy passes you the mic, that's the, you know, like, man, that guy, I sing that part, my favorite part of the song. I sing it like, and that changes people's lives. Yeah. And that's also, yeah. It also changes people's lives when you get punched in the back of the head when you're trying to do that. <laughs> you might go to the show. But like I said, I'm not trying to be a sissy. I want shows to be violent and gnarly but just like back it up a couple of rows and let those people in the front sing along. And then you can, you guys in the back here can kill each other for all I care. Right. And I'm sniped, but no, not yeah. to go on watching the videos thing, but it reminds me of when I used to watch the first Hellfest DVD all the time when I, that came out and there was like, Bane's can we start again where all the head walking just starts and, or converges saddest day where everybody's up there singing along. And like those things can't happen if, Right. Like to your point, if that, if that's not there, which is, you know, takes away, like that takes away two things. So it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely said it. I'm not for, I'm not against the aggro. I'm just against like the, let people sing along and pile up in front, dude. Cause that's, those are the best pictures anyways, you know, that's, that's right. And I, I'm also, also not against the aggro. I was one of those aggro people for, uh, oh, for many to, years, you know, <laughs> and freaking, you know, whatever. Um, but a cool picture of people singing along is way cooler than someone doing a windmill on the pit. Cause you don't, <laughs> you don't look cool when on a still photo on a right. video. Yes. That looks awesome. When you're doing the stick man in the pit, that looks awesome. But when they catch you half swinging on a photo, it's not as cool as a stage <laughs> dive or a pileup of singing along. So that's right. That's true. Very you true. A little picture on the cover of the record. You got to sing along. No one's going right. to motion. <laughs> That's right. You don't you get those nice back of the t-shirt photos. Do, do they still do them? Does Ill Communication have any of the shirts with the the block picture on the back with the words up top and the bottom? They're like, why doesn't anybody do that shirt anymore? Steve, Steve from Heroes and Martyrs is working on one right now. So that'll be go. a shirt soon. So yeah. Nice hardcore classic style. All right. Well, um, last last thing, we'll wrap this one up. Um Doomsday Brigade officially out March 31st. What do you want people to take from this record? Is it just you just want them to have fun with it? Is there a lyric yeah. that you want them to dive uh, into? No, I mean, because like I said, I a lot of the lyrics I stole from other people to pay tribute and just be like kind of on the Beastie Boys tip of like, 
you know, sampling, biting people's rhymes, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And that's because to me, I, I, a lot of people have a, a serious message for hardcore where they're, that's their like, you know, they're straight edge or they're vegan, which, which is all awesome. And I love all that. But my view on hardcore as at the age I am and what I'm doing now is just like, I just want to go to show and, you know, my job, I see a lot of gnarly stuff. So like when I go to a show, it's like, dude, this is my release. I get to hang out with a bunch of people I love, listen to music I love and just have a good time. And yeah. if the next band comes up or the band before is, you know, uh, preaching about this and that, that's cool. You're political. That's cool. I love it when bands have a, a mess, a, a serious message, but our message is just like, you know, we're just here to have fun. And and some of the lyrics are, are, are legit topics, you know, uh, like I said, the doomsday brigade one is, you know, calling people out for being a manipulator and, and taking advantage of people. Um, we got an anti-racist song. we got a unity song, um, a bunch of cliche hardcore stuff that like still want to talk about. Um, still relevant a, too. Yeah. Still relevant. Got a song about like digital, um, addiction my kids got phones and xboxes and it's like damn dude this yeah. is like this is wrecking people's lives you know it's Facebook weird <laughs> wrecking people's lives and my work where they're like i don't talk to my sister anymore because she likes this on facebook and i like this and it's like that's whack dude like so there are some serious topics but overall i just want people to listen to the record and be like hardcore could be fun shit and it, you know there's bands out there that are very tough guy bands beat down bands and i like them too but it's not as uh, fun oriented, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I'm just hoping people listen to this and they're just like, oh, that was cool, man. Like, you know, 18 minutes, 13 songs, whatever it is, like, and you're out. Like, and it was a good time. And nobody's like going to be mad or have to like really like, you know, ho- hopefully no one feels bad about it. You know, like the way the record is, like, or like feels like I was my lyrics pissed him off, whatever, because. I think the music's great. The guys that wrote the music are fantastic musicians, been in hardcore. So like if someone doesn't like the record, it's probably because of my lyrics or my voice. So, and I'll take that on the chin, but I hope people just listen to the record and they're like, Oh, that was cool, man. Like it's a no brainer. It's a, it's a, I don't know. No brainer is the right word, but like a, it's just like, you can just listen to it and you don't, you don't it's have a good to time. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's time to get ill dude. And that's what yeah. we want the record to be about. Like, and that's one of those, you know, the last song that's ill to get time. That song is about, yo, man, it's time to hang out with your friends and have a good time. It's ill to get time. So like get ill, hang out with your friends and like, you know, let's have a good time. That's what it's about. I guess, like you just said, it's a good time.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Andy. The song you just heard was World War Three featuring Eva Hall. Of course, that's on Doomsday Brigade out next week on Safe Inside Records. Go order it now. Like we talked about, I believe these things are shipping out already. So hear it before it gets there. If the mail works that fast, I'm not sure I'm not speaking for other people. I mean, I guess I am. But, you know, you know what I'm doing. I'm trying to help here. I want to thank Andy for his time, for the chat, for being my friend and having this nice conversation to share with you all about ill communication and uh, growing up getting into hardcore. I hope if you're new to it, you'll stick around. Sometimes it's even worth it. Uh, And uh, when you get some long in the tooth fellas like this getting together to put together a great band, it's uh, it's deservedly so of its attention. I didn't say a real sentence there. Those weren't words stringed together correctly. I apologize to that. So before I fully stroke out here while recording this episode of the podcast, let's get me out of here. But first, I want to leave you with a song from Neverending Game. It's a new song. It's called Memories. It's off of their new LP Outcry, which will be out May 12th through Triple B Records. This track and Never Die featuring Justice Trip and Sam Trapkin of Trapped Under Ice are available now on gettingitout.net. So go there, get a preview of everything that's to come from the Detroit hardcore band. This stuff is heavy and I like it and I hope you will too, but that's going to be it for this one. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.